0: Willkommen bei Decaden aus der Heimat, einem Podcast über die seltsamen und wunderbaren Zeiten des Lebens in Deutschland. Und das bitte ohne auf Englisch zu sagen. Ich bin Simon Maddox und bei mir ist mein Co-Moderator Nick, he's not in charge anymore, Hauten von 40%deutsch.com. Na, wie geht's, Nikolas? Sehr gut, danke. Bisschen komisch, eh? uh, Sehr, sehr komisch, würde ich sagen. Aber wir sind hier beim Folge 100 und habe gedacht, vielleicht was anderes zu machen, ne? Hmm, wie läuft's? Warum ist dein Deutsch so
1: kampf?
0: <laughs> <laughs> ja, auf Deutsch bin ich die ehrliche Seite von Simon, glaube ich, vielleicht. So ja, yeah, here we are, Episode 100. I hope you got a kick out of our German, but the rest of the show is back. To English. But we are going to do something special because this is a special landmark. Triple digits, baby. Woo! (laughs) Woohoo! And so we thought we would do a peek behind the proverbial curtain, a little find out session. I'm sure you'll have questions. You've listened to us natter on for like 150 hours of podcasts have probably been put pretty out there. Pretty
1: wild. It's pretty
0: wild. It's, it's, congratulations if you made it this far. We congratulations love to us, you. man. What are you talking about? Yeah, congratulations to us. You guys are making it real, but we're the suckers. <laughs> we're putting it <laughs> all the time in man caves and offices in our houses. And yeah, we're together for the second time ever. We are in one room. Uh, we are in what we call... The lady cave in my house um which isn't as rude as it sounds uh it is just uh, my wife's walk-in closet yeah we're middle we have a walk-in closet and what uh, <laughs> so here we are surrounded by clothing hopefully that will dampen our reverbs and still give decent audio clarity and if there are any complaints you now know who our producer is uh so at him <laughs>
1: not us so harsh simon so harsh i'm feeling brutal i've not even been drinking and i'm already feeling squiffy high on the excitement of 100 whole episodes i can't really believe it's been 100 episodes It's two years since we've started uh, recording podcasts together i hope we've improved i guess the, the only the only measure of that is what the, <laughs> what the listener thinks yeah yeah, if you, if you want to like make our 100 special, reach out to us.
0: Send us nice messages. Tell us how, how much you've enjoyed the show. We love hearing from you. It makes the whole thing feel kind of real and not just us talking into the ether. So if you want to congratulate us, uh, you know where to get us on Twitter, email. Facebook is even an option as of last week, as you know if you heard last week's episode. Instagram, anywhere. We love plaudits. <laughs> so, so give us some if you feel so inclined. It'll make our 100 feel special.
1: So, yeah, what's the plan for today? You said we've got a special plan for the uh, 100th episode. You come up with this genius idea. I, by the way, listen, I love this idea so much. It made me laugh for at least a good couple of days after hearing <laughs> about it. So
0: Well, I mean, there are all sorts of questions we can ask each other. But I thought, let's go to the good people of Teen Vogue. Uh, so, teenvogue.com your go-to portal for all things teeny, and they have a questionnaire, uh, some questions. The title is, naturally, 168 questions to ask friends that are fun, personal, and deep. You're not going to ask me 168 questions. We don't have time for that, no. (laughs) (laughs) But this is, apparently, time for a BFF quiz. We have made a fair bit about how we are real-life friends and not just hostage podcast hosts together. So we're going to ask each other some questions, and if we don't want to answer them, because this is a free platform, uh, nobody's going to be forced to say anything, uh, we're going to do shots. Mm. Shots of what exactly? Please tell the listener. Uh, Shots of vodka and absinthe and all sorts of weird shit. Um, Yeah. Okay, so we're going to start off just randomly here. Uh, So this is from the subcategory personal questions to ask friends. And I'm just going to go straight in. Number one, uh, Nick,
1: what embarrasses you the most and or what's been your most embarrassing moment? The question here is not whether I want to answer this or not. It's which of the many embarrassing (laughs) moments have been the worst embarrassing moment. I mean, the only two ones that I, I think about regularly and that makes me put my fist in my mouth with cringy embarrassment uh, my early attempts at speaking German, it was like a really warm day and I went to the gym and I was like, oh, I'm going to speak German. I think I've been in Germany for a, like about a month maybe, didn't really know any German. And uh, I walked up to the receptionist and I wanted to make conversation and I just said, oh, um, ich bin heiß, right? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> to listeners who maybe don't speak German, ich bin heiß is not the same as saying I am hot. It is the same as, the same way as saying like, I'm sexy essentially. <laughs> uh, it's mere heist is the correct way to say it. No one had told me and I, I was really proud, so proud. I remember being like dead happy, getting changed, going to the gym. No one said anything to us. There was a bit of a weird look on the receptionist's face and I got home and I told my wife what I'd done and she laughed for about 30 minutes and then told me um, exactly what I'd said, uh, which would be probably the most embarrassing thing if it hadn't been Come the turn of the uh, seasons, like we get to winter. Exactly the same receptionist, exactly the same scenario. Thought, I'm going to try out some German. Been here for a few months. I'm going to do better this time. Walked in, said to her what? Ich bin kalt. Which, uh, again, <laughs> should be mir ist kalt. And the problem there is this time I'd said, I am frigid. So, yeah, that's probably the most embarrassing <laughs> situation I've ever had this poor receptionist getting all sorts of mixed signals from you as well oh exactly <laughs> challenging I mean, day like, this weird guy is like I'm dead sexy and then I'm really frigid <laughs> yeah <laughs> I still haven't quite lived that one down although I did move away so I never need to see that receptionist ever again so what about you most embarrassing moment oh, or- am, I, am
0: I, do I okay I'll do the same question um, <laughs>
1: you thought you were going to get I, away I d- with I it I thought I was
0: going to just use that one and not have to answer it myself <laughs> <sighs> Insofar as Germany goes, I went out for my birthday to the pub and got very, 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 very drunk and was like force-fed alcohol. And I ended up just like in, in danger. of uh, That's how bad I was. I was a liability to myself. And I went home and then tried to get into my building and then couldn't find my keys and was like, oh, I've locked myself out. So then I walked back into the city, back to the pub, just in an absolute state. I asked if they had my keys. They didn't. Uh, and then I went to the other side of the city to a colleague who I knew who was kind enough to let me stay in their flat. Next morning, <laughs> I woke up feeling awful, went to my, uh, to my flat, called a locksmith to have him let me into my apartment, hoping to forget my spare key. And when I got buzzed into the building and I got to my front door, in front of my front door were my keys, uh, my wallet, and a couple of other personal belongings (laughs) I lined up like perfectly in front of my door. So I didn't remember that I'd got into the house. I thought I just got locked out. And then my neighbor opened the door and just started like the woman in her 80s, very, very sweet the whole time up to this point. And she just started screaming at me. Uh, Because apparently I'd got into the house, and I'd been very, very noisy, trying to get myself into the apartment, and had argued uh, with people who challenged me, and I didn't remember any of it. And the whole time, this was watched by the locksmith, (laughs) who was there, happy to charge me 50 euros for the call-out on a Sunday, and I was mortified, absolutely mortified.
1: That's a a solid start. (laughs)
0: I think about it all the time whenever I, I occasionally have a cold flash and it's like oh that's what I'm thinking about on the subconscious that poor old lady
1: oh that's lovely okay uh, this has started very well I'm looking forward to the next question which one are you gonna oh, throw I feel a little bit sick already <laughs> I haven't even had a drink yet oh. it's the truth mate it's the truth is making you
0: sick <laughs> it's not setting me free it's making me want to puke
1: uh okay we'll go to something a bit more positive here what's your all-time favorite memory i mean it's a bit soppy i mean i could obviously choose the birth of um our lovely daughter but i think for the culmination of like the first part of me living in germany was the wedding that like, you were there like, everyone i loved was there and it felt like the biggest success that I'd ever had. Like, we'd sort of tried this thing of moving and it was never certain it was going to work. And then it culminated in this, like, beautiful weekend of, like, seeing everybody I really liked. It was like one of those parties where you turned around and it was, it was someone you wanted to talk to, someone you wanted to hang out with. It's sad it didn't last for a bit longer but it was just so lovely and like it was a little bit of it It was like the whole weekend I remember meeting all the Nuremberg group because it was a moment where loads of people that I'd, I'd never like seen together in the same place so like the Nuremberg people I had people from university and my family all like meeting all these people and the Nuremberg group was like my surrogate family for about three years like they were so welcoming and Simon was chief among them in that. And I remember sitting in this like wirtschaft in the middle of nowhere, just near the venue, all the Nürnberg groups sitting at the table, and then my dad rocked up, right, and my dad's a vicar, and he's like quite sort of middle class and sort of um, a little bit reserved, but he wasn't this time, and he was like, apparently like, I had to go and do wedding-y stuff, and he sat down with all of you, and you were all telling the stories about how you'd hung out with my dad, and he was a great laugh, and I was like, who's who's this guy <laughs> who's this guy you're talking about so like things like that and then like the, the day of the wedding was dead exciting and just yeah just having this amazing party and being with the person i love and like in the church that was my wife's uh church where she was like confirmed it's a village church and like in front of a family and and she looks so amazing and i remember it was so beautiful the service because we had the, the catholic monk and my dad did the the english bit and people got up and spoke and then i remember the last song was sung was jerusalem and i just knew that you were loving it because you love that song and hearing everybody sing it like at full pelt uh, that was wonderful and just like i remember getting in the car with my wife's uncle he'd acquired this old classic american like a uh, impala or something like that and um he was just doing like loops of the town and beeping his horn and like me and my wife just laughing all the way and it was just like, yeah, it was amazing. Like that was, that's probably like something I think about a lot. It's one of those memories that has no negative bits to it at all. Beautiful, real beautiful day.
0: Yeah, it was a really, really good day. It was a, it was a lovely wedding. Now I kind of feel like I have to, <laughs> I Also, my wedding was also really, really lovely. <laughs> I also had a good wedding. <laughs> it, it really was a, a yeah, fantastic it was day. Yeah. But I'm not going to play that card when i first read this question the first thing that pops into my head is the one that it pops into my head quite often and it's it's just a moment in time and it's not really anything particularly significant but yeah i I was born here uh, in the north of germany and my granddad came to visit or my grandma and granddad uh, the yorkshire ones came to visit and i never really felt like super connected to them because they weren't quite as like over the top warm as my other grandma was the memory I have is my granddad pushing me around on my little yellow fire truck bobby car around the garden but I've seen video of this I don't even know if it's a genuine memory or just one that I've created from the video I've seen but it's just like pure innocent like joy like just really a perfect moment and connecting with my granddad who I know like really loved me and my brother. So yeah, when I think of like favourite memories, like that's one that always comes back to me. That little yellow fire engine bobby car, my granddad. Oh, the bobby car, man. That's that sweet. Come on, before we start crying, let's (laughs) get the next question. Uh, Out of all your family members, who are you closest to?
1: Oh, that's a a real toughie. Nick's got a lot of siblings, so this is challenging. I don't know. It's difficult, I guess. I'm going to drink on this one because I don't think I can answer that. I mean, it's really hard. Yeah, I don't want to choose them. It's pure Sophie's choice. It's too difficult. What's the weird thing that you made out of the fruit from your garden? What's it? Oh, you want some Mirabella schnapps? I'll have some of that, please.
0: There you go. Suits you, sir. It's
1: smooth as... That's what I wanted. (laughs) Yeah, actually, I don't feel like this is going to be such a negative if I I don't answer. I'm just not going to answer any questions, and then I'm going to fall asleep halfway through this podcast. (laughs) Okay, excellent. What about you? Uh, Yeah, it has to be my brother. We haven't lived in the
0: same country for a very, very long time. But yeah, my family's compact. It's just me and my brother, my mum and my dad. And We've got like partners of my parents, like my mum's remarried. My dad's been with the same woman for, for years and years and years. But yeah, me and my brother went through it all together. And so yeah, it's an easy shout. Don't need to do a shot.
1: It's definitely my brother Ben. Oh. That's another really emotional one. I was so veering towards saying what I thought, but ah, that's not fair. When you've got three siblings, it's hard to it's hard to choose. Definitely right? harder for you for sure. Okay, let's go bleak here. Uh, <laughs> what do you think happens when we die? Uh, do you know what? Right, something I watched the other week was The Northman. And I don't like the Viking interpretation of, like, you have to die in battle to go to Valhalla. (laughs) But I do like the idea that when you do go to Valhalla, you, like, party all day. Or, like, what is it? I mean, the the official Valhalla is, like, you have fight a battle every day and and every night. The people who have been killed are resurrected and everyone has a big fucking party. The cynic in me would say, nothing. But... I don't like to be too cynical about these things. Plus, I was brought up as an Anglican, so I've got to believe there's something else after death. I know they've done like scans on the brain when you've died, and there's still stuff going on there. So, um, what is it? That story about your body being some so many seven grams, seven grams lighter when you die. So, um, yeah, who knows? I'm gonna go with party, big fucking party. I'm gonna just go with lights out. There's nothing. <laughs> oh God, sleep well. <laughs> there's not much follow up on that, is no. there? There we go. That's basically summed up the podcast and our relationship in a very simple, yeah. <laughs> simple Take <that>. conversation, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh,
0: this is going to be the last one from this section uh, on personal questions. What's the worst date you've ever been
1: on? You know, I, I didn't go on many dates. Like, I suppose like the dates would be that like, you meet people in the pub, I'd meet a girl, and then we'd like hang out in the pub, and then maybe we'd meet up again in the pub. So I never really felt like a date... I have got the best breakup story that, like, it was a date. We'll take it. It was a weird date because we just broke up at the end of it. And it was the first semester at university. It's actually, it's funny because it then led to me meeting my wife. But, like, the first semester I met a girl in Freshers Week and she was lovely and she liked all the same things that I liked, and um, I remember like smoking a joint on the on the roof of her um, halls of residence. She, just, she had a way to sneak up on the roof, and it was like it was like one of those sort of university moments that I'd really really wanted to have, and it was amazing. But like after a couple of weeks, I sort of realized like I didn't really want to be tied down. It was like my, I, was, I was single already, and then like to meet someone in in, in in university in the first two weeks, and then be like trying to have like some kind of long term relationship. I just didn't really believe in it. And so i sort of met up on a date, inverted commas, and she was like, she knew there was a problem and we had this conversation. And I just remember her sitting across from me and going, I now declare this relationship over. <laughs> and I was like, and I, I, and I was a bit immature and I was like instinctively kind of wanted to laugh because objectively quite a funny thing to say in this situation. And I was like, right, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I understand. Like, and I'm sorry if i have upset you and I tried to be mature about it. And then I went into the, I went to the toilet like i was like, i've got to go to the toilet and i went i'd had a couple of beers and i went to the toilet and um the guy sitting next to us on a like, different table with her he was having a date or something with his partner and he walked in and i was washing my hands and he was like standing at the urinal and he turned to us and went, you're all right mate and i was like yeah yeah it's, it's a bit weird did you hear all that and he's like yeah yeah and he's like that's the weirdest breakup i've ever seen <laughs> i just crippled it was so funny it was so funny because we've just obviously been this like they've been sitting watching us just going, what the fuck is going on here Uh and um i mean it all turned out fine i think she went off and she did her degree and she's often having her successes and it was just one of those formative things the funny thing was i think like a month and a half later I declared my love for more, like, like, I was, we weren't even really dating, and I told my wife, she wasn't even my girlfriend, she was someone that I'd met, and I was like, I'd like, love you, and I think you're amazing, and uh, she said the same thing, and then we started dating, and it was really weird. So, like, that happened, and I was like, I'm going to be single for the whole of university! And then a few weeks later, I was like, oh, I've met the person that I'm, I'm going to marry, so, very weird. And you did. I wow. did, yeah, totally did. Mad. <laughs> totally fucking happened yeah go on how about you um
0: (laughs) there was a period of my life where for some reason i ended up dating like quite a few like rich girls i think they just wanted to like upset their fathers and there was was one of them she was rough yeah i was a, a sensible amount of rough i think and one of them she was the poshest like proper like society girl like, she's in, like, society magazines every now and again. And we were having dinner and, like, without... there being been nothing really said for a few seconds. And suddenly she's like, you do realise I'm never going to let you meet my father.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How did you feel? <laughs> were you like, yep?
0: Yeah. <laughs> it was just the weirdest thing anyone had ever said to me. <laughs> like, what, what are you supposed to do? Like that's it's not a compliment no it's not, that is <laughs> it's definitely not, a, compliment. not a compliment but yeah she was still dating me for a little while so yeah i guess proper daddy issues going on there but that, that was a real that was a real weird one didn't know how to recover from that, that so, yeah. Area. yeah that was, that was <laughs> the weirdest one for me for sure so we're, I guess, yeah,
1: I've already used the word BFF. Um, oh, we are I, like, BFFs. I like that we didn't actually stop and enjoy the fact that you announced that. He <laughs> didn't consult me, listener, no. but um, I would agree. I'm telling Nick that he's yeah, BFF. Yeah, I have been acquired. So. <laughs> um, but
0: which celebrity would you want as your other BFF and why?
1: Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy, Tom straight Hardy. away. Okay. Tom Hardy, this is Tom Hardy, easily. Why is it Tom oh, Hardy? I mean, it's actually a tough one, right? I love actors. I think it's that element of... Um, I acted in school and wanted to be an actor and then so I like I spend a lot of time watching interviews with actors but the other one I guess would be is it Stephen Graham scouse actor Stephen Graham or Tom Hardy but either or because they're just like they seem very themselves like when they're interviewed they seem like they're probably exactly like there's no there's no airs and graces really they just seem very much themselves but Tom Hardy because it's Tom Hardy isn't it. I think I slightly fancy Tom Hardy and Stephen Graham because I just find him fascinating I think he's a fantastic actor so yeah I'd do one of those two definitely yeah I think my mind is going to be a lot more weird for you to have to deal
0: with it's going to be Tim Armstrong from Rancid oh right um, interesting Go Yeah, on. like he's like musically one of the biggest influences alive uh, for my taste in music and yeah the man's lived I think it'd be a really interesting uh, couple of evenings with Tim Armstrong slash Time Bomb regaining us with stories of what it was like down in San Fran in the early 90s oh, yeah. uh, with, with Operation Ivy and they're like that'd be amazing I should have said Alan Shearer right <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't okay people like food your Twitter has highlighted this that's what people <laughs> yeah, they really do, really then, want to really. talk about so we'll talk about some food um what do you consider to be the ultimate
1: comfort food Ooh, well usually I'd choose something sugary but like if I was making something that I wanted to feel comfortable. It would be like a pie straight up. The things I love cooking is obviously British food that I don't really get an opportunity to eat that much, and I love it even more that my family really love it too, and my daughter loves it now. But there's something about how it smells. So we use mince quite often, but we could you could use a bit like steak or whatever? You could use any kind of meat. I don't really like chicken pies. I don't know what that is. I don't. Write. We've had conversations about my feelings about chicken being the worst meat, like a steak pie or like just a mince, uh, hackfleisch pie. Um, the process of making it feels very comforting. The smells are really comforting. and I love the, it's got all those elements of you cooking, but also you've got to make the dough. And the dough is a real like tactile thing. So there's those moments I feel closest to like when my mum was cooking or something like that. And when my daughter's there, I get that vibe as well. Cause I remember doing that with my mum or being in the round of the kitchen when she was cooking. So that's like pure comfort. It's a joy. It's never one of those things where it's like, oh, God, i got to cook. So like, I'm making a pie. It's amazing. <laughs> we also got this amazing thing that my mum gave us that we've had in the family for as long as I've been alive, at least if not longer. And it's, uh, you know, the uh, 420 blackbirds baked in a pie. Well, you know how you put on a pie in the middle if you want to make sure that it it has a release for the steam unless you want to cut it open and be blasted in the face by a hot wave, right? You put like lines in it. But this is actually a blackbird made out of uh, porcelain and you stick it in the middle and it lets all the steam out the middle but it looks like a blackbird sticking its head out the top so i get to use that as well and i'm like oh i remember when i used that as a kid and my daughter sees it now and she's like what but she's this (laughs) like oh it's uh i tell her the story and she looks at me like goes okay (laughs) but yeah i love it like i love that's real comfort for me sure what about you yeah i mean it's it's
0: it's related it's anything with roast potatoes oh yeah roast potatoes are just they're they're my comfort food and any excuse to make them I, i will take it uh, we had a couple of my wife's best friends staying last weekend, and I did roast potatoes with some roasted cauliflower and some other bits and pieces, and both of them were just like, oh, this is like a food that makes you feel good. Mm. I'm like, yes, you girls get it. And yeah, roast potatoes. I, I'd eat them every day. Energy bills are, are an issue now. <laughs> yeah. I'm using the oven less than I would have normally, but um, yeah. If I want to feel completely whole again, then a roast potato will definitely do that. Choice. No.
1: Possessions. Now, Uh, what's your favourite thing you own and why? I've got an old thing and a new thing. Okay. So the new thing was, I don't know, we've talked about this, the bright uh, neon pink gorilla statue my wife got us for Christmas last year. Every time I look at it, it just makes me, fills me full of joy. The other thing is a uh, um, WWF action figure that my sister had, and I always wanted to play with it, and she never really let me play with it. And it was always something that whenever we had all the toys out, I'd have my WWF toys, she'd have her WWF toys. And she just was like, no, you can't, you, you've got those, these shitty ones that no one likes, the, the characters that I'd chosen that no one knew, like you, you wouldn't even recognize them if I showed them to you today, even if you were a hardcore WWF fan. And over the, I think it was in the summer, she'd done some clearing out and it was sitting in a living room and I said, oh, I've always loved that, a WWF toy. And she was like, oh, you can just have it. And I was like, oh. It's one of the sweetest things. So, uh, Gorilla Statue, WWF, Ultimate Warrior uh, with jumping effect. <laughs> um, so, yeah, those are the two that i choose.
0: Okay, nice. Yeah, mine's more of a recent addition, but it's old. I think I've talked about it before on the podcast, so if you're a regular listener, you might know that I have uh, an authentic Holston-sponsored Tottenham shirt from the 90s uh, <laughs> that my wife sourced via a colleague who was in Japan and so this was coming straight out of Japan the shirt and they managed to also source the original flocking uh, like the name felt for the back uh, and then have Klinsmann put on the back and yeah Klinsmann is one of the reasons I'm a Spurs fan he's one of the reasons I love football Um, and yeah uh, an authentic 90s Tottenham shirt with the authentic Klinsmann name on the back uh, I love it. I've only worn it twice because I love it so much. I'm scared of getting anything on it. But yeah, that's my favourite item that I own.
1: Listen, it is something to behold. It really is a beautiful artifact of, of sort of 90s football. Survey has shown that we don't have many young listeners. So maybe this is our way to get some young <laughs> we, listeners. We finally, I know I checked the stats actually. We have, I think we have two listeners who are between 18 and 25. There we go. Hello. So if you're listening right now, like, tell your friends for the love of God hey young people
0: <laughs> so I'm gonna ask this question and see if you can uh, if, you, if you can bond uh, what's your favourite TikTok video
1: oh man like I don't watch t- I don't have anything to do with TikTok um, like oh god that just makes me sound like I'm fricking methuselah um you know it's an app though yeah but, uh, what's <laughs> an app uh, um yeah i i guess i've seen tiktok videos but i can't say there's one that i've watched what well, i did like for during the pandemic i liked it when you had those videos where there was people who would like they, would look, they were looking dead um like they would look dead scummy, and then they put the hand over the camera and pull it back, and they looked amazing. And it was like ones like that, but there's like superheroes and stuff like that, or cosplayers. I thought that was quite good. I guess it's something like that. But frankly, my understanding of TikTok is. Very limited.
0: I asked it, it as an ironic question. I didn't anticipate <laughs> get one. Uh, I saw one the other day via, it's, it's a TikTok one, but it's on Instagram, and that's where I get my TikToks. <laughs> <That's the
1: same. laughs> get my TikToks yeah, on Instagram. I was
0: via Meta and, and Zuckerberg, and there was a cat uh, meowing, and this person used like a voice effect from the app. And suddenly it made (laughs) made the meows sound like a really sexy black dude. (laughs) It was like, meow. It was was kind of captivating. I watched it multiple times. Uh, Yeah. So that's my favorite TikTok video. Okay. Um, Travel, of course. Big one for these kinds of questions. Says a lot about you. Uh, So where would you want
1: to travel to the most that you haven't been to before, let's say? Uh, I think we've talked about this a, a few times. Japan. Japan's top Mm -hmm. of my list of places. Sort of very closely followed by India, but Japan's definitely up there. Um, And I think a lot of people think Japan's a desirable destination, but I studied it. I always want to go to the places that I studied. And so, like, I studied medieval history and went to Prague, and I went to, and I obviously live in Bavaria. So, you've got just medieval history out the wazoo down there. So, um, but Japan's like, it's everything, man. Like, and it's the, just every aspect of the culture just interests us every single thing the language the art the history the buildings even like the vending machines that they have or the sort of Tokyo as a city is fascinating but then there's also the, the lifestyle in the countryside what I've watched a few times I think we talked about this during the pandemic was like videos of people walking through cities and there's loads in Japan. And the ones in Tokyo yeah, were interesting, but the, by far the more interesting ones were the cities that you didn't really know about or like small towns. And just seeing how like how it functions, what it looks like. It's a weird thing. I, I found this when I went to New York. I didn't appreciate what New York smelled like until I got there. And that's one of the things I have to, like, I do think about frequently enough to, to mention it is, uh, what, what does Japan smell like? <laughs> <laughs> Clean. That's what I think it smells like, but I don't know. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Japan's definitely one that I'd love to go to. Um, but to give a different answer, uh, Argentina somewhere that I, I'd love to go to. I was lucky and spent like six months in South America but didn't get to Argentina. And I imagine being down there would be pretty special. So yeah, that'd be my shout at the moment.
1: Yeah, it's a good shout. And the steak's good. Que Colombo. <laughs> uh, I think
0: that means what a mess. In, like, Argentinian, Argentinian Spanish. <laughs> I I went to an Argentinian restaurant called Keiko Colombo and that's what they told me it meant. So. Yeah, yeah, I've got nothing on that. Did so. they lie to me? I don't know. <laughs> this is one concerned. that I know is gonna upset Nick. <laughs> I know he's not gonna like it. Uh he's not gonna like my answer. Um
1: do you believe in ghosts? I know. I think the very idea that you think there's ghosts knocking around is just daft. Um like, <laughs> Right, I just uh oh, oh, you gonna you're gonna tell me about how you've seen a ghost, aren't you? Mateo, I saw something that I can't explain.
0: I, I don't go around saying that I believe in ghosts, but I will tell this story. Was it an orb? <laughs> no, it was it was an orange outline. So there was a time when um, my mum was working at a boarding school and we lived in one of the boarding houses. And the house was originally built as, uh, as a school. Uh, and then during the war, Uh, It was used by the military uh, for like uh, as an airstrip, as a place for for planes to land uh, and take off and and fight during the war. And then after the war, it was used as a hospital for people with tuberculosis. And so over the the lifetime of this house, uh, a lot of people died there. And when I was living there, it was a boarding house. And we lived on the very top floor in this little flat and on the first and second floors, uh, when he went up the main staircase, there were these long corridors that were maybe 30 metres long. Like, and all you saw was like rooms on each side all the way down like some sort of like communist hotel. And on the end of the second level, there was a glass set of doors that went down onto a metal fire escape. And I'd been working in the pub late one night. And I got home about 1.30 in the morning And the house was completely empty. I was on my own, like no students were there. It was just me uh, on my Todd, and like it always gave me the creeps. The house like it never felt like a positive place at all. And so normally I was like running up the stairs uh, to get to our apartment, and as soon as I was in, I felt much safer. But I always it always gave me the heebie-jeebies. And this night, like I glanced down the like out of the corner of my eye at first down this long corridor and i could see outside of the window like a head and shoulders like lit up in orange and my first reaction was like what the fuck is that and then i was like just ran up to the apartment i was like okay it, it's just like someone's trying to break into the house if you hear something then you call the police and it will all be okay and then there was just silence like nothing happened And from my room, I was able to get out onto the roof of the whole house. So I like crept along, and I was able to like peek over the edge and see that nothing was there. And then I went to bed, and I didn't really sleep very well. Woke up the next morning, and I was like, right, I need to check out where this person was. And I went outside and walked around the outside of the house, and went up these stairs. And I was just like, okay, so where where's the light? Like it was so clearly illuminated, and. I just there wasn't a light there. There was nothing that could have like lit something up orange, um, and so yeah, that that really like it freaked me out. And so yeah, I saw something that I can't explain. Is it a ghost? I don't know. I know
1: that Nick doesn't think it is. <laughs> but it scared the fuck out of me. I mean, he did come home from the pub. one has got to assume. I've had... been drinking. I've yeah, yeah, been drinking. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. okay, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna debunk your your story. I'm sure. I'm sure you experienced that. Fuck you!
0: (laughs) I'm sure you experienced that. Okay, Um, I'm gonna find a horrible question now.
1: Oh, here we go. Um, You haven't even had a shot yet. You've been way too forthcoming. Yeah, yeah. feeling very loose. Um, If you were an animal, what would you be? Oh, um, I mean, is that asking? uh, That's a tough question because it's asking like your favorite animal is sort of an indirect suggestion. Essentially, yeah.
0: But, I mean, there are better animals to be than my favourite animal, but I'm still going to say it. I mean, my favourite animal's a bear,
1: but it feels like a cop-out saying a bear.
0: What um, kind of bear? Are almost talking a spectacled bear? Brown bear? Black bear? Polar bear?
1: I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'd like to say I, I'm, not, I'm not nasty enough to be a grizzly bear. I reckon I'm a panda, but then <laughs> I, I, th- I, feel, I, do, I would like to think I've got more sexual drive than a panda. But um, <laughs> I guess somewhere between... It's a brown bear that's mated with a black bear and uh, that black bear is mated with a panda. So that's the kind of combination of (laughs) bear I am. International bear. I'm a mismatch, I'm a mismatch bear. Yeah, I guess bears, I I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, I can't think of another animal I'd want to be, potentially. It's not a very interesting answer, but it's true, it's an accurate one. Go on then. Uh, Sea otter. Oh, that's just a very interesting option. Go on, tell me about the sea otters. They're
0: just amazing animals. I love sea otters. They've got great beards. They've always got a look on their face that that says, to me at least, that they're thinking about something. And um, They attach themselves to kelp so they don't drift away. They hold hands so that <laughs> others don't drift away. And they have like a pocket under one of their arms where they keep their favourite rock. And that rock is used as a tool to like break open shellfish uh so yeah it's, it's it's a lovely mammal that like chills out in the pacific northwest eats loads of shellfish and uses tools and has a great mustache um and yeah they just like and the babies have to sleep on the mummy's tummy it's so cute
1: you had me at favorite favorite rock that's yeah, right like, i want to be a sea yeah. otter too yeah
0: <laughs> they're amazing absolutely amazing animals say so yeah, a sea otter all day long what's your number one
1: karaoke song
0: uh, yeah, the karaoke song of choice is The Passenger by Iggy Pop. I, I, I do quite like karaoke and I was a chorister uh, growing up. I do, I do quite like singing. Girls! Um, I was actually head chorister. Um, but the, the night I met my wife, uh, we were at a party in the pub. I've told this story before and one of our friends, uh, Kev, big Kev, uh, was playing and Kev's a very good entertainer and he's got a lovely voice as well. And i can't remember how it happened if i was asked or if i asked him um but the next thing i knew i was singing the passenger uh by epop uh, which is a wonderful wonderful song and after i'd sung maybe the first two lines i heard out of the corner uh, of my ear no we don't say that i heard um my my future wife say if I'd find uh, oh. <laughs> wow what a voice uh, and, yeah, that was one of the most warm and snuggly feelings I've ever experienced while singing. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's one of our songs, and it's definitely my karaoke song. Uh, what about you, Nick?
1: I sing like a lump of lead <laughs> hitting a rock at high speed. I have really a very deep voice. I used to sing in the school choir, but then my balls dropped and I uh, lost all those skill sets. I, I do remember once singing Let Me Entertain You, uh at a karaoke thing and people are literally like cringing because i my the notes were not being hit by any stretch of the imagination um i sing to my daughter but they're like geordie songs so it works in my accent i guess i'd give it a I'd give a johnny cash song a crack i like um Folsom prison blues it's pretty solid but my favorite johnny cash song is um cocaine blues it's right pace. I, I got the right bass for it. It works for me. I'd like to sing uh, "Hurt," but like, they <laughs> just gonna ruin. It ruined the night for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I just had a flashback
0: to the one time where you and I were forced to do karaoke together. Oh, yeah. Somebody made us do Chumba Wumpers, tub thumping, <laughs>
1: and it was awful. It was pretty, but we were very oh. drunk, though. We, we were, were very that drunk. Was, that, was, that was not our fault. That it is not awesome. a good song for karaoke, just screaming, I get knocked down. <laughs> just shouting in the face of these oh. Germans. Yeah. Uh, let's see what we've got here. What was your
0: first concert, Simon? Well, I mean, technically, the first concert I ever went to was, was would have been a classical organist uh, thing. Uh, I don't remember anything about it, but I guess the first concert I remember like buying a ticket for was a festival in my hometown, which was called Gilfest, uh, from Guildford Festival. And yeah, Motorhead
1: played. I remember that very well. That's pretty solid. No, yeah. Mine is not as good as that. What's, what's yours? I, I, I saw 50 Cent at the, <laughs> at the Glasgow <laughs> Arena, and uh, it was... It was like I was like in my mid twenties, no, maybe just in my early twenties. First real concert, like I'd been to punk gigs and I'd been to my friends' bands playing, and I'd seen like the uh, remnants of Arab Strap playing and stuff like that. But like I hadn't really been to a proper concert, concert, and um, yeah, it was fucking awful. Uh, I remember distinctly. The drinks being so expensive, and I was like, I wasn't I didn't have much money, I was like sort of impoverished, early twenties working in a supermarket, and it was horrible. But every song was punctuated by shotgun sounds, right? So it would be like a cocked shotgun every time the song finished. And it was like it was like was it Reebok adverts or Nike adverts like swirling on the big screens? And then at the end he took his shoes off and was like, These are the new Nike or Reebok, whatever twat shoes and like you should buy them and i was like this is horrendous if this is what concerts are i never want to go again so yeah it was the whole thing just felt like the worst in fact i remember that someone had, it, it offered me the ticket i don't think i ever paid him for it um and i don't feel bad about it there's a real teen vote mm-hmm. question here that i want to ask because it, it, it just makes me laugh the language of it makes me laugh right and it's it is exactly you can imagine two teens uh, asking each other this question which is um do you feel that you're a, you're young at heart or an old soul?
0: <laughs> uh, I'm I'm more of a miserable old bastard I think <laughs> in, in my soul. Like I've always felt old even when I was young. I felt old. I've always felt older than I am and th- all the men in my family are all quite grumpy. Um and so yeah, I de- I'm definitely not was it young at heart? No, I'm not young at heart no i'm not a miserable old bastard i don't think but
1: i'm more that <laughs> than than an old soul um what about you um I'm, I'm permanently immature me um arrested development i guess is the best description I, my dad said something interesting to us and uh, this is a couple of years ago and he's in his in his early 70s and we were, were just chatting away and he goes you know what nick i still think the way i did when i was in my 20s and i was just like all right, no, I get it. Like, I get that idea of like, like my perception of self is that person I was in my twenties. But every time I w- wake up and look in the mirror, I'm like, oh, that's not true. But in fairness, though, I, don't, I haven't got many grey hairs. I have a pretty good skin quality, shall we say? And I, I frequently tell people how, that I'm 39, and they go, really? And that's always a positive. So I guess that's a thing. But I do feel, I feel like I still think a lot in the way I did when I was in my 20s i don't feel like i'm a different person particularly but i'm sure i am in a lot of ways nobody's ever gone oh really when i said how old i am (laughs) not once
0: like obviously i think the beard like adds quite a few years they go do they go really (laughs) (laughs) like no shit (laughs) yeah i never never get
1: that but i'm fine with that it's fine it's all good i'm fine okay so these apparently are the juicy questions What's the last lie that you told? Drink, 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 drink. Yeah, I think I'm gonna take a shot. What are you, what, <laughs> what, are you, uh, what are you, what you, what you gonna have? I'm
0: just gonna take a vodka. I think.
1: Ooh, and yeah. <laughs> fucking avoid that like the plague. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is Aldi premium vodka.
1: <laughs> it's no-
0: gonna- normally I buy the cheap stuff. I thought, fuck it, let's get the premium. This comes in a nice round glass. It's lovely. Mmm.
1: Oh, okay. yeah that, that wasn't so nice that doesn't look yeah. didn't look nice the the, <laughs> the the cringe on your face I mean the, the next lie you can tell is that was delicious yes. <laughs> um, the last lie that I told oh, I don't lie that much you see listener you know I'm a uh, I'm a decent player. I'm going to do a shot as well. I mean, to say, you're like, it's a fucking, you're uh, lying now, so you can say me, that's the lie. Give me some of that horrendous, whatever, what was it, the vodka? Aldi premium vodka. Vodka really gives me a horrible hangover. So this, like, I've only done, this is my second one. Yeah, so you're I mean, fine. Like, it's going to be fine. Oh, uh, go on. Nah, nah, nah. nah fuck it. Mm. Mm. No, thank <laughs> you. That's not, nah, that's horrendous. Nah, don't like that. That stuff. I think you're only meant to use that to sterilise operating theatres. This is the premium <laughs> it's stuff. Not premium, premium. Look at the bottle. Premium shit. <laughs> uh, okay, let's find another juicy question then, and tr- I'm gonna try and get ones so that we can answer that we do not to taste that horrible stuff anymore. Um, what do you consider your best physical feature? My beard, probably. Now,
0: it's a very good beard. Yeah, like it's it's either my height or my beard. Um. I'm not in great shape. <laughs> I'm the heaviest I've ever been, uh, so it's definitely not my belly or my torso or anything like that. So yeah, it, it has to be beard. Like it's just overcompensation for the fact that I'm losing my hair on top, uh, and I, I feel very blessed that
1: I am able to grow a pretty, yeah, lumberjack-esque beard. It's a beautiful thing. It's striking, I would say. Um, I, I we've already talked about my body issues, but uh, the the bit that I've never had any complaints about the bit that i enjoy the most is my shoulders i'm really happy with my shoulders perfectly proportioned they're broad they they look like they can carry a lot of weight that's it that's the only bit that i look at and go yeah happy with that that'll do that'll do pig
0: (laughs) that tickled you didn't it I was imagining that in your house you only have mirrors.
1: That <laughs> I do. A lot of them stop at the shoulders. Surprisingly, yeah. yeah I've had my house designed specifically that so hair and shoulders. Yeah, yeah. I never need to look at any other parts of my body. What's the worst decision you've ever made? <laughs> I think probably
0: um the worst decision I probably ever made, although it did work out in the end. When I was picking my A levels, I decided because I'd got an A-star, A star at GCSE German. I was like, okay, I'll do German. That wasn't a great idea. It didn't work out very well. Like It's it's given me a reason to be here, but I didn't do well in those exams. But I was also convinced by my rugby coaches, who were also geography teachers, that I should do geography A-level because it was an easy grade and we'd have fun. Uh, In spite of the fact that I hadn't done geography uh, before then, I'd done history. And so I turned up in the first lessons of geography and it was all about like igneous and sedimentary rock. And I was like, I don't know what any of this means. This is a complete complete mistake so yeah then I had to go and find out what my other options were and I could either do chemistry physics or religious studies and I ended up doing religious studies and that ended up me uh, reading philosophy at uni so it did all pan out but it was just a ludicrous decision to be like oh yeah I'll do geography a subject that I haven't done for five years but yeah worked out but it was a pretty stupid decision
1: yeah, well, it's always it's always good when you have a stupid decision that works out. Mine is a stupid decision that didn't really work out. Everyone knows that, certainly those regular listeners will know that I enjoy um, uh, a sealed not-civil-war battle reenactment every so often. And back in the mid-2000s, I uh, made the fateful decision to drink uh, seven pints before going on a battlefield. And in the first push, it collapsed, and my knee dislocated. (laughs) And the pain, the pain I still remember to this day. Um, And I just remember just like, oh yeah, I remember pushing people, I was like, I need to look at it. And someone went, don't look at it. And I was like, then I needed to look at it. And I looked at it, and it wasn't actually that bad. It was just really swollen. But it was so painful. It was the most painful thing that's ever happened to us. So all I can say is... um, If you're going to fight in an English Civil War battle, try and do it sober. It'll save you a lot of time and effort in in rehab and hospitals. Well, that's definitely the most useful advice we've ever given on this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, definitely, definitely. (laughs) Um, Yes, we're moving on from the juicy questions to the deep questions to ask new friends, apparently. Um, I guess it works for old friends. On vacation, are you the the relaxed-by-the-pool type or get-up-and-go-adventurer? i'm sort of in the middle
0: really like i'm perfectly happy to sit around and do nothing um but i'm definitely not like super proactive like let's go and do this i don't really read guidebooks before i go somewhere i'm more than happy to just kind of go with the flow and see what happens um so yeah neither is my useful answer to that question uh, of two polar opposite positions that don't really exist it must be really painful sitting on that fence all the time
1: (laughs) call me switzerland (laughs) um i want to see stuff I, I have no interest sitting on a beach maybe once in a on a holiday maybe before one day or an afternoon but uh I, I i want to go and see stuff eat food speak to people i love like we've we got we've previously gone to italy a lot on holiday and uh, i'll just annoy my wife because she'll be like let's go to the beach and i'm like i found a random castle that i want to go look at let's go look at this thing we're gonna drive for three hours um <laughs> i took my wife to poland it was one of the, the most fateful holidays we ever had um but you, do you know the reason the only reason i went to go wanted to go to poland is because uh, i wanted to go to, uh, to krakow because they have a museum and i only learned later there's a much larger collection i think in warsaw but of uh the winged hussars um the winged hussars were a particular group of cavalry in in the polish army and they wore a suit of armor and they had like literal wings on the back and they just looked amazing and i was like I, that was the whole feature of the holiday and my <laughs> wife was just like i remember her going in we're looking around looking at all the stuff and she went she was like are you ready to go yet and i was like go yet we've got another two hours around here so yeah i totally i, I want to go out and find some stuff and see what's going on for sure don't want to sit on a beach um yeah what's your zodiac sign there simon uh, I, I'm an Aries, uh, and that means that
0: I don't give a shit
1: <laughs> about any of that. Uh, yeah, I've no idea what any of that means. Nah, fuck that noise. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Virgo, and, I, and the only thing that annoys me about a Virgo is if I'd been born a couple of weeks earlier, I'd be a Leo, which everyone wants to be. Everyone wants to be the Leo, right? You want to be a lion. No, I just got the two women sitting, sort of hanging out with water bottles. That's what I always depicted. Hydration is important. Tell me that in my early 20s. Mm. Um A lot of these questions are quite funny, aren't they? They're sort of very... You you can see how... Like, some of the questions we've not chosen, for instance, are... um, Do you consider yourself religious or spiritual? I hate that question. Like, it's just a stupid question. Or, um, what college major are you (laughs) thinking of choosing and why? Yeah, it's very much teen (laughs) (laughs) vogue. What have we got? Um... What's your favourite board game there, Simon? (laughs) It's accusatory in tone there. Which one is it? Tell Um, me!
0: Yeah, probably Scrabble. Uh, I I do enjoy a game of Scrabble, um, but for something a bit more full-on, a bit more involved from other people, uh, then, yeah, Monopoly or Risk.
1: Capitalism or take over the world Those are Risk pretty is pretty good. good. I like Sidler's von Catan. That's I've played that a few times. That's quite fun. But um I does Kaplunk count as a board game? It's not game? a board game. Though. I'd say Kaplunk is a board game. Um I think it's a pretty, tower game, if anything. Yeah, I mean I'm still going with Kaplunk. Okay, Kaplunk. <laughs> Kaplunk. I just like saying it, mm, Kaplunk. <laughs> um what's a value you're unwilling to compromise on?
0: I mean I'm pretty flexible, I think. On most of my values, I I like punctuality. That's pretty important to me. But I think the one that is probably the biggest trigger for me is politeness. Uh, If people are rude and abrasive, I I I find that very very hard to digest, and I'm not going to accommodate that very happily uh, into my life. But most other things, I'm I'm happy to 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 sort of accept people as they are for all their foibles. But if you're a dick about it. If he was rude and abrasive, or ju- or or looked down on other people, then I got no time for that whatsoever. Uh, so yeah, respect and politeness are probably the two that I think are probably the most important.
1: Yeah, I think that says something about us because I feel like it's not quite politeness, but like having a lack, like a lack of empathy. Mm-hmm. Like it's something that really, like I always feel like um, I can't. I always try and see things from other people's positions because I feel it helps. I, I don't know. I think that was a defense mechanism when I was at school and it saved me from being bullied a lot. Um, like if you think like the bully, they'll never catch you, right? <laughs> like where would the bully never think of finding you. Um, turns out uh, in a classroom. Um, I, yeah, I feel like um, I feel like when you see people who rush to judgment, right, I feel like being dead, when you're dead. Judge, you, I, I prefer people who are like open-minded and willing to take people as they are and not sort of. Um, uh just treat people like like these questions are a good example like they're they're only giving a snapshot of of a personality but like just judging people because of because they have a different opinion i feel like that's a that's a pretty terrible thing i think um when we talk on online for instance one of the things that frustrates me is sort of militant opinions about i don't know bean and shtick or something (laughs) no that's a shit cake and i'm like i don't really care Uh, (laughs) (laughs) so yeah um Okay, Simon. If you could time travel, where would you go? It'd be, it'd be quite a dangerous one, but I I, I like
0: the idea of going to like Machu Picchu when it was like a vibrant city, like full of like, oh, yeah. And like when South America was like a power, I I think that would be a fascinating period uh, to go back to. I don't want to go back in like 1920s New York or anything like that. No, I definitely don't want to be around in the 40s. Uh, so I think yeah, something around like the fifteen hundreds in in Peru, I think mean, that'd be a very very interesting period uh, to experience. I, I
1: like that's a good one. I think it's similar sort of era, but I'd go uh, medieval all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I know it would be horrific. Like everyone knows the medieval era was pretty horrible. I just want to see it, you know. Mm. Like I I probably would have said the seventeenth century, but then like I kind of feel like when you reenact a battle, you get some sense of what it, certain certain emotional values, at least of what what it was like. So I'm not really interested in going back to a period I've reenacted, but I'd certainly like to see what like when seeing castles when they were like fully built and like what they look like how they operated we went to a place that's near neuschwanstein and they've got these two castles on on opposing hills and were built by i think a father and a son and they're like hard to get to and they were like they they were there just to sort of protect um the area and it's and and sort of uh, overlooked these sort of plains around around near neuschwanstein and there were ruins, I'd love to have seen what they looked like and like how they operated because it's like a hub of life that isn't really there anymore. It's just a ruin. But mm. All that stuff really excites us for sure. So we're going to do a final few questions here.
0: Uh, so one I'm picking out here is what's your most watched movie?
1: Oh, uh, Edge of Tomorrow. I think I've watched that. <laughs> I've watched that film so many times. I love that film. Like, I don't even know if it's necessarily my favourite movie. Probably Back to the Future is my favourite movie. But like... Um, or Ghostbusters, one of the two. I've watched them probably equally amounts of times. But in the most recent years, I've probably watched that over the last. Oh, certainly during the pandemic, I watched it about seven times. <laughs> like, and that I, I've probably watched in my lifetime Ghostbusters or Back to the Future more times. But Edge of Tomorrow is like. It's got everything. It's got everything. It's got time travel. Tom Cruise, Like I know he's a crazy, right? But he's such a... He, I love watching that guy in a movie. Like, if Tom Cruise is in a movie, I'll watch it, no problem. He's really good at what he does. He's a really good <laughs> actor. Like He's really good. He's really engaging, you know? And he's, he's... Yeah, I'd watch that. I'd watch that again now. If you said, let's watch Edge of Tomorrow, I'd be like, yeah, let's watch it. <laughs> See, I, know, I could almost quote it word for word, but yeah. It's beautiful.
0: Yeah, I think mine's probably a Wes Anderson movie. I don't know if it's The Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou or The Royal Tenenbaums. I've watched both of those a huge amount. and I, I love all of his movies. None of them ever get old and they're always charming. Um, the other one, I guess, is, I haven't watched it in a while, but I watched it a lot uh, back in the day, was Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind uh, with Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet. Like that movie just like affected me. I watched it all the time, for a period at university especially. Uh, yeah quite bleak compared to the happy colorful world of wes
1: anderson movies yeah just a little bit just a little <laughs> bit but um
0: do you have any hidden talent not really but there is one thing i can do that seems to be less than common um i can wiggle my hair go on
1: i <laughs> can as well <laughs> That's really I, weird. Don't, I don't
0: have much hair anymore but i can That's wiggle really it weird yeah so I, a lot. Some people can like, wiggle their ears, but I can do like the whole front of my of my forehead, like the hairline there, wiggles. Um, and yeah, that's that's been has been a party trick <laughs> for, for approaching 40 years now. So yeah, check that out.
1: Honestly, I. I asked that question because i thought in the when you were answering i might come up with something i, I feel like i've got no talent. i don't feel like i've got any talents at all <laughs> i don't feel like i got like i can talk the hind legs off a donkey but that's a pretty overt talent it's less than a hidden talent like i don't really have any like do you want know, to look at my cv i look i'm like i don't like, What do I put on this you know like i've got nothing <laughs> i haven't got any i can't sing i can't dance like i can't really draw um. Yeah. I. I don't. I really wish I had. Like, what would be a hidden talent that I should that I should master before episode two hundred? Well, I mean, I guess a hidden talent like you do speak Geordie, so I guess I'd like, be yeah, able to. Yeah, but like, compared to real, like proper Geordies, I don't know. Really you yeah, yeah. are. You do sound more like. I, I sound more Geordie in Bavaria.
0: No. I make you sound very Geordie. I. <laughs> <Aye. laughs> that's rude.
1: Um. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Hey, listener, this is for you to work out. Just tell me, um, what hidden talent should I have developed by episode 200? It would really help me. Uh, I need to find a hidden talent. <laughs> okay, so this is our last question. Make it a good one, oh. Simon. The pressure's on, my friend. Or just make it about the same level as all the other questions. Yeah. I mean, Team Vogue doesn't have a section of, now here's the really good stuff. Yeah, this is the best one. We've answered some pretty solid questions. I think there's been some pretty good ones in there. I'm going to finish with a movie one because movies are fun. Go on. Um,
0: Who's the best movie villain?
1: Best movie villain? Oh, man, that's a real tough one. You know, one that I really liked was um, Jack Nicholson's Joker. I thought that was a pretty good one. Yeah. I think about that quite a lot. But then there's also the, the, I don't know what the name of the bad guy is, in Robocop. He was pretty horrendous. Um, but I, I guess I'd go with Jack Nicholson's Joker. I, I remember watching that as a kid and just being like utterly petrified by him. It's a masterful performance. And Heath Ledger's Joker has kind of
0: like made everyone forget about how good Jack Nicholson was as the yeah. Joker.
1: Uh, that's a really, really good shout. I mean, they're both good, but yeah. I, I'd always go with Jack Nicholson because it's a formative, formative experience, right? So, like, I remember watching it as a kid and and just being mesmerized. I mean, that era of Batman movies. Like Danny
0: DeVito's Penguin, yeah, is yeah the Tim, Tim Burton one's sensational,
1: yeah. But it's the Jack Nicholson line where he goes, uh, "Can you dance with the devil in the pale moonlight?" <laughs> <laughs> I love that line; it's so good. Yeah, yeah. Go on. Um,
0: the two that are coming to me uh, is Ming the Merciless in the Flash Gordon movie.
1: Oh, shout! That's a great shout. That's fantastic.
0: It's a great outfit, it's set design, everything about it is just a really, really good bad guy. Uh, and then, like, the opposite end of that spectrum is Hans Gruber uh, from Die Hard. Just a p- smooth-suited, oh, just uh, just an incredible villain.
1: Um, Alan Rickman, yeah. he, like, oh. nailed it. Like, really nailed it. What an actor. Yeah, he really was Fantastic. incredible. Yeah. Well, that brings the... Uh teen vogue quiz to an end i really enjoyed that That as some really interesting questions surprising teen vogue's got a lot of depth that i didn't really appreciate so yeah well um we hope you've enjoyed the last hundred episodes and this episode in particular uh listener and we uh we'll be back next week with episode 101 if you are enjoying the
0: podcast please do now we've made it to 100 give us a rating on itunes or wherever you listen to us spotify Give us stars. We want them. It would be great if you retweeted us, shared a link, or posted with the hashtag Decades From Home or lowercase uh, on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, you can also support the podcast by going to Ko-fi.com/slash Decades From Home and contributing to help us keep going for another round of triple digits.
1: Yeah, we're still working on the Facebook uh, page. Uh, it's a work in progress. I would love it if you could like it and and maybe share some of the shows among if you're on Facebook I know it's one of those platforms that people love to hate or just hate in general but um yeah we're sort of working out how we can build a community there so if you're on Facebook give us a like and comment and uh yeah help us build like a cool little community that's not necessarily controlled by uh, Elon Musk yeah as ever if you have any questions feedback or maybe an article or topic you'd like us to cover you can tweet simon on at decades from home and you can tweet me at 40 german you can also get us on decadesfromhome from home at gmail.com if you have time take a look at 40 german.com weekly articles are up every saturday all that's left to say is tschüss and bis zum nächsten mal ade